This is my wish for you. Comfort on difficult days, smiles when sadness intrudes, rainbows to follow the clouds, laughter to kiss your lips, sunsets to warm your heart, hugs when spirits sag, beauty for your eyes to see, friendships to brighten your being, faith so that you can believe, confidence for when you doubt, courage to know yourself, patience to accept the truth, and love to complete your life. Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. You just heard a quote from the American writer and philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson. I've heard so many times on my podcast in the last five years, pilgrims saying, there'd be no more wars if world leaders walked the Camino. Well, here we are stepping out of the shadows of a global pandemic into the darkness of war. And it's so disheartening to think men can still consider conflict as a means to conquer. We are buoyed by the journey of our hearts, the slow grind of pilgrimage and the emergence of self. This is a weekly podcast about El Camino de Santiago, an ancient pilgrimage to the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James in the Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela. The Camino opens your heart and clears your mind. This is my wish for you. Comfort on difficult days. Smiles when sadness intrudes. There's going to be a lot of sadness in the weeks to come. The Camino provides rainbows to follow the clouds, laughter to kiss your lips, sunsets to warm your heart, hugs when spirits sag, beauty for your eyes to see, and friendships to brighten your being. The Camino provides an opportunity to explore, discover, and delight. And the Camino provides faith so that you can believe, confidence for when you doubt, courage to know yourself, patience to accept the truth, and love to complete your life. We pilgrims carry love in our hearts and hope in our hands as we reach out across the globe. The prayer and dedication of putting one foot in front of the other will get us to where we want and need to be. So, this week, let's talk about joy. Johnny Walker Santiago is a guiding light. He won't want me to say it, but it's true. We've spoken on this podcast three or four times now. John is delightful, insightful, and inspiring. And I saw a post from a common friend of ours on social media, Helena Song. She wrote, Some people say I'm crazy. Others say I'm a courageous person. Whether I'm crazy or brave, I don't know yet. But I can feel it from deep inside my heart. I don't know why, but this is my path I am walking. Buen Camino for all. Camino is life. Camino is me. Camino is you. Camino is we. And we are one. Well, I'm sure Johnny Walker Santiago would agree with Helena. Welcome, Pilgrim. Well, hello, Dan, and hello, everyone. Greetings from Spain. And the last, Dan, I'm reminded that the last time we spoke, the world was plunged into the darkness of the pandemic. And we spent an hour together reminiscing and talking about the Camino, and we finished with the song, We'll Meet Again. And of course, pilgrims have started meeting again on the Camino. And, and here in Spain, we've re, we are recovering from the pandemic. And I know the world has been plunged into another kind of, of darkness, with the events, the events in Europe, but 
we 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 said we said the last time we spoke the Kimino's there waiting to wake it up again, and it certainly has wakened up again. So yesterday 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 117 pilgrims received the Compostela in Santiago. So <laughs> the pilgrims are on their way back. How wonderful! How wonderful! I loved what Helena said when she wrote. Uh, some people say I'm crazy. Others say I'm a courageous person. Whether I'm crazy or brave, I don't know yet. Are you crazy or are you brave? Oh, very well. <laughs> well, I think I think my friends and my family would say that there's a certain craziness about me. But but and and you know, if I walk I walk the Camino routes a lot, as you know. And I and I always when I always when I start off, I say to myself, John, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this again? <laughs> but I know why I know why I'm doing it because the Camino experience is a wonderful experience, and it changes people. It's changed. It's changed me, not the way I planned. And I think, you know, when we talk about world leaders, the world would be a, a different place if, if world leaders mock the Camino. It's because we get the opportunity to sort out our priorities and to understand what's really important. You know, I think the biggest change in me from walking the Caminos is in my faith. I'm a Christian. And as you know, I'm a church organist. And although I'm in church more often than most priests and ministers, I've always thought of myself as a very bad Christian. Now, what the Camino has shown me through the fellowship of other pilgrims, the kindness of the Spanish people, and the very wide network of friends that I have, that Jesus Christ's simple message of love one another is alive and well on the Camino. It's in people, as you've said. It's in pilgrims, not in church buildings or in institutions. And when when when, when I got that realization, it enriched my life. The Camino has enriched my life more than I ever thought possible. I remember sitting at the end of a table uh, in Belorado. I guess there must have been mm. 20 people there at the municipal albergue. And we organized for a cake for a... a I, I can't remember now off the top of my head. He was from Scandinavia, this pilgrim. And, and, and he cried and cried and cried when we brought the cake out. And everyone from all around the world was welcoming him. And he said to me afterward, I just have never felt that. There we are. I've never felt that feeling ever. Yes. And uh, things are settling down greatly here, Dan, in, in Spain. And I know uh, many pilgrims have been unable to travel and they've been, they've been very concerned um, about the, if they come to Spain, would they be able to get back home again? What are the testing requirements and all, all the rest of it? But things have greatly improved. And that, that little scene that you've just painted there of the birthday cake is already happening again wow. in albergue after albergue after mm -hmm. albergue as, as the pilgrims return. You know, and people should not be afraid, in, in, my, in, my, in my view. The infection rate of COVID has plummeted in Spain. And at this time, 91% of the target population, that's people over the age of 12 years, 91% have been vaccinated. And so I think in terms of the Camino, we're heading for a bumper year, 117 yesterday. What will it be by the end of the year? Yeah. 400,000? 400, 400, 
maybe more wow. is my is my is my prediction wow okay so the rest of the world as we said seems to be emerging from the covid crisis and all the while a, a new war emerges we can worry about that at another time as my mother used to say if it's not one thing <laughs> as i understand it spain is now in its sixth wave well coming out of the sixth wave yeah Dan. so your piece in the camino all Roots Group began by saying that the Camino reawakens. Yes. Uh, now, now, uh, are you seeing that on the ground? Are you seeing that in all the people communicating with you, planning, or is it is it starting to happen now? You can see it on the streets of Santiago. Oh, certainly see it on the streets of Santiago. Uh, the pillars. I mean, I mean, Dan. In two thousand and twenty, at the height of the pandemic, I I walked from Saint Jean Pierre de Port to Santiago in, in October 2020. And I, I, I'm a permanent resident in Spain, so I have the same rights as a Spanish citizen. And 50,000 Spaniards also walked that year. And all of the precautions were in place. Now, we were concerned that very many of the albergues in the communal infrastructure had closed simply because there were, there, were, there were no customers. And we wondered, would they open up again? And it seems last year, again, Another 50,000 people, pilgrims, walked into Santiago. And we know from the surveys that we've been doing and the guidebooks which have been updated, I was talking to John Brierley just last week, the Camino infrastructure is still intact. Some albergues have changed hands. One or two businesses have closed. But the, serv the services are still there. They are open and they're being used. So and that's great to know. If I'm Australian, a British, an American, Brazilian, Sri Lankan, a Korean, how hard is it, John, to get up-to-date information, to collate it all across not just Spain, but the provinces? The, cause, because I'm going to be crossing borders, for instance, if I walk the Camino Frances. Yes, well, well, the, many of the guidebooks are up to date and new editions have been issued. The Wise Pilgrim Guide, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael has been out and about on the Camino routes and has updated his guides. Some of the apps, the, 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 the Camino Ninja app has been updated. They've been phoning all of the albergues to make sure they've got up-to-date information. And of course, I find the most reliable and up-to-date source of information on facilities on the Camino routes is Grons www.gronze.com. It's in Spanish, but it's perfectly understandable. And they have lists of all of the accommodation that's open and maps and maps and maps of the routes. Now, in terms of restrictions, these are being eased as we speak. Um, I think just two days ago in Galicia, it was announced that for people staying in albergues and hostels and hotels, they no longer needed to show their proof of vaccination. Um, mm. Also, also about two weeks ago, uh, the the requirement to wear a mask outside um, has been has been removed. So people, are, many people are still wearing masks outside, but many people are not and are, and are, are now enjoying the fresh air with no mask on. Yeah, yeah. All through, throughout Spain, we still have to wear a mask indoors with with other people members of not members of your family so if you go into a restaurant go into a church go into a cafe or whatever you put on a mask but you can take it off when you're sitting at the table and eating and drinking mm -hmm. so let's talk about the reality of um a pandemic and that is if i feel unwell so i'm an australian i mentioned before a Brazil brazilian a south korean pilgrim what 
what is the advice if I don't feel well and I perhaps maybe have contracted COVID on the Camino? Well, you would go to your local medical centre, and these are these are all the way along the routes in towns and towns and villages, or go into a local pharmacy. The pharmacies in Spain, the pharmacies in Spain, they're almost like like. Um, you know, I'm, like they're almost like medical practitioners, and they some of them have the power to prescribe and so forth. Right. And they have they have COVID antigen tests on the premises, and they will give you a, they will give you a COVID test, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if necessary, refer you to the local medical centre. May I say, Dan, that throughout all of this, I'm only aware of one pilgrim, one pilgrim uh, <clears throat> testing positive for COVID in a group. And the group were isolated in a different in a different albergue until tests were carried out. So it's a very uncommon thing um, amongst mm. the amongst the pilgrim population. Mm. So would that be then, um, I guess, the at the expense of the pilgrims? Would would they need to book out that albergue if there's ten days? I I just wonder about. Let's say, for instance, Galicia. I'm in Rabanal. Mm. If I'm in Rabanal and I I realise oh, I'm I'm positive. Um, um, I, I, I go to Gorkelmo and I say, well, you know, everybody here is, what, what's, what are the plans? Are there plans in place? Yes, the local health authority will take over. Right. And most of the regions, Galicia, for example, is a very good example. They, have, they provide insurance for all pilgrims. And if any pilgrim contracts COVID, the insurance will pay for treatment um, and uh, isolation and quarantine and I think also for 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 the journey homewards um, and and that's the, that's the case along along the community people shouldn't be frightened of this of course people should have their own uh, travel insurance we always say that mm. but put your put yourself in the hands of the of the Spanish health service and they will take care of you mm. I wonder if I'm in in I don't know Ponferrada and I think oh, now I've got a sore throat and a bit of a cough I'm not going to go back to the albergue and act as if it didn't happen. Um, I'm going to try and seek out help, aren't I? It would be the right thing to do. And I imagine that there would be the infrastructure and and the support there to help me isolate and make sure that I don't spread it further through the pilgrim community. Would that be fair to say? That's absolutely right. If you feel ill, if you think you've got any symptoms, go into the local pharmacy and explain that to them or go into the local medical centre and they will take it from there. We've seen border restrictions, John. Um, Well, finally in Australia they are eased. Has the Spanish government eased entry requirements as you understand it? And, And that is people flying in from all around the world? Well, yes, and Spain has been open. <laughs> Spain has been open. They've restricted some countries, but Spain basically has been open. And um, for a while, people needed to have a negative PCR test before arrival and so forth. Now, if you're doubly vaccinated and you've got the evidence of, of double vaccination with a vaccine, which the Spanish authorities accept, all of this is on the website, um, then... You, you you can enter 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 Spain with confidence. Yeah. Now you've got to fill out you've got to fill out a, a locator form. Yeah. Um, as you enter the country, so so that if anything develops, they know where to find you and they know how to contact you. Of course. But that's the minimum. That that's the requirement. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, because um, I often fly into Madrid and go and pick up my SIM card, but I'm certain I could work around that. Yeah. So. 
we've seen, as I say, border restrictions eased. Things are starting to get back to normal. What about if I want to catch a train from Madrid to León, from Barcelona to Pamplona? Uh, are the restrictions in place? Uh, 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 what are the What are they saying about well, train Dan, buy- travel, buses, and so forth? No, you need to buy a ticket. And you need to wear a mask because right. you're inside with other people. Right. But that's the that's the only requirement. Right. Well, the... now, I can't. You see, it's difficult for me. you're in Australia, and I'm sitting here in Spain. And yesterday, I was at a party. Um, a friend of mine was 60 years of age, and he brought 25 people, mostly from Ireland, um, to have a party with him. And I was I was thankful to be a guest. And people were there. We all wore masks going in. But then when we sat down to lunch, now the restaurant was very, all the precautions were in place. They had opened the windows and so forth. But it was a perfectly normal afternoon. How wonderful. And the street the, the streets are full of people. <laughs> the streets are full of people. Some of them are still wearing masks, but most of them are not. Uh, everybody in restaurants and bars, as you go in, you need to wear a mask yeah. and they'll tell you to put on a mask. Dan, I went to, uh, you know, Antonio Banderas. Of course. You've heard of him. Yeah. So Antonio Banderas had a vision that he wanted to produce a Stephen Sondheim musical in Spanish. So he had the musical, it was written in 1970, called The Company, translated into Spanish. He's the lead actor. And I went to the theatre the other night. It's been running for three months to packed houses, to packed houses, absolutely packed. Now, going into the door of the theatre, they check your ticket, and everybody has to wear a mask, but they then give you a mask, and they say, we want you to wear this new mask. And then they show you to your, to your seats. And I was looking at the, the, the attendants. The attendants had very powerful torches. And once or twice during the production, they went along all along the line of the audience. They spotted some people who had pulled their mask down. They told them to put the mask back up again. And then at the end, exactly the same as I flew, uh, I flew the other day with Ryanair. And when the plane lands these days, they say, everybody remain in your seat and we will let you out row by row. And that's what they did in the theatre the other night. So there was no bodily contact, no crutching together, and so forth. So these arrangements are all in place, and people are very cooperative with them. Mm. And, and Antonio Banderas can still can no. still sing like, sing like a lark. That was down. my next was, question. How was he? I was, <laughs> I was very impressed with him. Really? He, look, he looks fantastic. Does He's he? 61. Is and he? while he was done, he was dancing around. He was throwing people up in the air. The, the, choreog- the choreography was wonderful. How funny. Where did you see the production? Now, I'm in Malaga, as I said, at the moment. And it's, yeah. it's in the, it was in, in one of the theatres in Malaga, a, mo- a modern theatre, and has been sold out for months. Wow. It was a packed, ho- a packed house. There you go. How fabulous. So the Northern Hemisphere spring and summer are approaching, and... As I said, you're on the ground there in Malaga. Normally, you're in Santiago de Compostela. You're heavily involved in the confraternity of St. James, and I'm sure that you and the confraternity are preparing for a very, very busy summer, spring and summer. What is your sense of the months ahead in 2022? Well, the big job that the confraternity has been doing is preparing our two albergues, 
Gerthelmo in Rabanal del Camino and the Camino Frances, and at Mirath on the Camino del Norte. So they've been they've been reactivating their hospitaleros, bringing everybody up to date, making sure all these precautions that I've been talking about are in place and that people are aware of them. And I think uh, I think that the advanced parties will be going out just in a couple of weeks to start to prepare the buildings and clear up and. Uh, all the rest of the stuff that they've not been used for two years. Yeah. But they, they will be open and they'll be welcoming pilgrims like all of the other albergues. So, Dan, get your boots out and pack your rucksack and come <laughs> over here, please. <laughs> I know. Yes. I know pilgrims have to do their own research. That's very important in terms yep. of re-entering their own country. So you go to Spain, you have to make sure that you... Certainly here in Australia, there are hoops to jump through and hurdles to clear. And I suppose the best advice we can give is to do your homework. But you're talking to pilgrims in Spain and abroad every day. What would you yes. say to someone thinking of walking who's perhaps a little bit hesitant because we have been under the, I guess, walking or living in the shadow of pandemic for two years? Well, I, I, what I say to people is, and what I had to realize is, we are masters and mistresses of our own destiny. I have to take responsibility for my own well-being. So I need to wear a mask. I need to use hand gel. I need to stay away from other people. I need to not hug people. I need to not kiss people um, and so forth. So people should, should understand that they can command their own space and look after their own health. Mm. Um, I, would, I say to people, don't, don't be afraid. Just get on with it. You'll, you will discover that in, here in Spain, there is a great sense of normality. Um, and what I also say to people is, and I, I travel a lot and I fly to the United Kingdom and I've, I've been flying to Santiago and to Malaga and so forth. Uh, the airlines provide very, very good guidance on the requirements. Mm. A friend of mine just, just left. The reason, we're, the reason that I couldn't speak to you earlier this morning, Dan, is I've had, I've had house guests. Mm. Um, and they came, they came here from England to spend the weekend with me, and we had the birthday party. And they've gone, and all they had to do was look after themselves, fill in their passenger locator form, fill in another form going back to the United Kingdom, no testing required, and off they went. Wonderful. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting this sense from you, which I must admit, John, I, I haven't really ever had before that things are starting to get back to normal which is just really exciting and no dan, dan dan sorry but covid covid is still amongst us oh sure and people and people are still becoming ill albeit the death rate has has diminished completely the hospital capacity is at the beginning, we were very concerned that the hospitals were overflowing. Mm. I think I said in that report that only 16% of hospital beds are occupied by COVID sufferers at the moment. So the situation has, has changed completely. But COVID is still here. Yeah. And uh, although you, you probably won't die, you could become quite ill for a week or two. That's, what, that's the experience that people are, are relating. So precautions are still necessary. I have absolutely no doubt that... Anybody who is heading to the Camino right now or planning to in the next six months is well aware of that. And I certainly hope so because you don't want to get there, get sick and have to come home. It's as simple as well, that, that's right. isn't it? That's right. You don't want to ruin your trip. Like you don't want to ruin your adventure. 
take the precautions, make sure you know what you're doing um, because mm. you don't want to, to compromise this wonderful opportunity to have this wonderful journey. But Dan, above all, Pilgrims need to enjoy themselves. Yeah, and and you know, of course, we all we all plan things. And um, I was just sending walking notes to to, uh, to a couple from Canada who are leaving from Malaga tomorrow morning to walk to Santiago, um, and I was I was sending them walking notes. But all you need to do is find the first arrow, and follow it to the next arrow and to the next arrow. Oh. Look up, look up grands.com and you'll see where the albergues are. Book it into an alberg. Everything's normal, Dan. And you just need to let let the Camino take over. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Put, put one foot in front of the other and get and get and going. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Just a couple more questions. Uh you're in Malaga talking to us right now, having a bit of a, a, a bit of R and R. But tell us about Abraduero Square of late. What's the mood there in the in the in the square in front of the cathedral? Well, it's been astonishingly busy because the cruise ships <laughs> the cru- you know, I'm in Malaga and there's a there's a special dock for cruise ships and there are ships arriving with six thousand passengers. Gosh. And it's the same so the cruise ships have started coming back to Spain and they stop in A Coruña um, north, 80 kilometres or so north of, of Santiago. They get on buses and they come down to see around the city. So the Plata Obradoiro has had plenty of tour groups um, going, go, going round. Um, sadly, just in the last few days, there have been um, demonstrations in support of the people of Ukraine. So the, the Plata also has a, a role. And, and often demonstrations take place there where people are complaining about cuts in public service. So as well as it being a place of celebration, for pilgrims arriving, and that started happening. You can hear the whoops of the pilgrims, especially if a group, a group arrives. Tour groups are being shown around, um, and it's very much the centre of life in Santiago, Wonderful. as you know. Yeah. What about Holy Year celebrations, John? What, what's the latest there? Well, there are well there are four four pilgrim masses per day um, to cope with the numbers that will build up as the whole. The year progresses. There's still some volume prescription uh, restrictions in the cathedral, um, so they so they, they they look they look at the numbers so that there's no crashing and there's no there's no they call it a conglomeration. There's no conglomeration sure. um, of, of of people, but the the preparations are all there. We we are expecting. Now it hasn't it hasn't been confirmed, despite the rumours, that Pope Francis will visit in August when there is a. There's the World Youth Pilgrimage coming to Santiago. Um, so it's all there. It's all there, Dan. And uh, <laughs> we have a holy year over two years this year. That's until right. the end of 2000, 2022. So come and get your Compostela, Dan. Yeah, no, I will. I would love to. Um, I, I guess um, I just wanted to ask, and I know that a lot of people listening would be wondering about the Bota Formiro. What? What, what are the requirements in the Holy Year and how often would we see it if we were to, to, to arrive at Mass, at the Pilgrim's Mass? Well, it's always a bit unpredictable. But in a normal, in a, in a usual Holy Year, um, there are so many groups coming, coming who pay for the Botifomero. Mm-hmm. It can be on every day and it could, can be on every day several times a day. Right. So um, as Pilgrim numbers go up, they will use the Botifomero more and more often yeah. because pe- people pay for it. You can get you, you, you can be guaranteed, 
guaranteed to see it if you're here on Easter Sunday morning, for example. So in the great feasts of the church, uh, the the of Myra is used as in the same way as a priest would incense the altar at the beginning of Mass. It's used at the beginning of the Mass. And instead of the great organ playing, they use medieval instruments. So it's a, it's a, it's a traditional ceremony. But then other times of the year, uh, when, it's not a, when it's not a feast of the church, they invite people to pay for the Botifomero, to pay for the attendants who prepare it and so forth. Um, and that can be done via the pilgrim's office. But of course, as I'm saying, as the numbers grow, there will be so many people doing this, it will be on very regularly. Mm, yeah, and such a busy year. John, I can't let you go without telling us about your musical journey, your playing the organ in Santiago. Are you still involved in the celebration of the Mass regularly? And it's something oh, that yes, you still yes, love? Yeah, Tell yeah, us about yeah. that. And I play here in Malaga. So, Fabulous. Um, I, mean, I played at three services yesterday morning before Did I went you? to the party. <laughs> yes. And of course, of course, tomorrow is Shrove Tuesday, which is our which is our last chance to party, Dan, before Lent starts on Wednesday. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, I will be there at the organ three times mm. uh, again here in Malaga. And I go back to Santiago, um, I think, on the 10th of March, because on the 12th of March, um, the Jesuits, the Jesuits across the world are celebrating a very special anniversary of 500 years. So I, I'm going to going back to play at that with the Archbishop and all the rest of this stuff. And and um, one of the most moving times in my life was playing the organ for the Botifumairo um, in the Cathedral in the cathedral of Santiago. So I've been very blessed. You know, despite all of the, you may be identified with this, Dan, as a musician yourself, despite all of the ups and downs of my life, the relationships that have come and gone, the friendships that I've made and the friends that I've lost, music has been the constant through everything. Um, and and it's still with me, and I, I feel very grateful to be able to do that. It is truly a God-given gift. Mm. I agree. No question about it. It resonates with me every single day, John. And Dan, yeah. Dan, I would invite I would invite you to come with me to see Antonio Banderas, <laughs> but I think I think you would jump up on the stage and push him off <laughs> and take. <laughs> And, t- and take and take over because <laughs> you're, you're a fine singer. Well, I don't know about you know as as good as Antonio. I, I well, just I just couldn't do the accent quite as well as him. You know, you, you have the duende. If you remember, I told yeah, you that you years tell ago. Me that. You, and you I, I named the album after that after you said it to me. Look, absolutely, John. I know you're busy. You often have house guests. You're up to your neck in the confraternity of St James. I don't know where you find the energy, but let's hope the Camino breathes life into us all, into the collective soul of humanity, if you like, while war rages in Eastern Europe. It's unimaginable, as I said in the introduction. Pilgrims know all of us are the same. We carry the same fears and hopes and joys. If only world leaders, as I said, could find the time to walk El Camino de Santiago. You and I, Johnny Walker Santiago, are testament to its impact and its legacy. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me. It's always a pleasure. And in the words of your countryman, Rod Stewart, may, ah. you, may you stay forever young. Oh, well. Dan, thank you very much. A pleasure speaking to you again. Buen Camino.
My guest this week, Johnny Walker Santiago. If you're on Facebook, I strongly recommend the Confraternity of St. James Camino de Santiago All Roots page. Until next week, remember the writing of Ralph Waldo Emerson. This is my wish for you. Comfort on difficult days. Smiles when sadness intrudes. Rainbows to follow your clouds. Laughter to kiss your lips. Sunsets to warm your heart. Hugs when spirits sag. Beauty for your eyes to see. Friendships to brighten your being. Faith so that you can believe. Confidence for when you doubt. Courage to know yourself. Patience to accept the truth. Love to complete your life. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way Somewhere along the way